Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of A History of Music. I am Harrison Zyberg, and this is WCCS Podcast. And for this episode, we have a special guest host, if they want to introduce themselves. Uh, hi, I'm Ryan Whiting. I'm also a radio host for WCCS. I have a podcast that's on hiatus, given circumstances. Uh, Harrison is a close friend of mine. We roomed together last year, and I'm super excited to do this. So... How this goes for our listeners, they know, but if anyone else new is listening, is that usually we learn as much as possible in a week about a musician, and I tell someone else, and they ask me questions, and I try to answer. I try to get everything I say right, although I'm aware that I probably have said things that are incorrect, Well, that's not the goal. This week, for this episode, Ryan is going to tell me about a musician. What's that musician? Who is that musician, Ryan? Uh, the musician we're talking about today, the musical artist, uh, is Kendrick Lamar, um, one of the biggest, uh, most critically acclaimed uh, figures in hip-hop uh, in the 21st century. I'm super excited to talk about this, especially because I know you know almost nothing about anybody who has ever done hip-hop ever. So this is going to be fun. So first question right off the bat, who is Kendrick Lamar? It's a it's a good question. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is an American rapper uh, or hip hop artist. He's released uh, four or five albums um, since uh, coming around. Uh, 2009 was his first like official starting recording, but he really didn't start to get um, popular until 2012 and 13. Um, he's won a couple Grammys, I think. Um, and by I think I mean like a lot. He's won a lot of Grammys. And he's actually one of the few musicians to win the Pulitzer Prize, um, which is mm. normally a, a pretty prestige. Well, it's always prestigious, but it's more classical. And um, it, he was the first hip hop artist to win it. So what did he win it for? Was it for like what? what uh, I, I believe it was for 2017's Damn, uh, which is his fourth studio album. Uh, which was probably one of his best-selling ones. And uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I'm reading straight off the Wikipedia page just because I want to be completely accurate. Uh, it became the first non-jazz or classical work to earn a Pulitzer Prize for music. Okay, so is the Pulitzer, is it based off of his lyrics or of the music behind it? I think, I think it's mostly the quality of the album as a whole. Okay. Um, he, he's a very big lyrical rapper. Um, uh, something, some of the reasons I like Kendrick so much and what we'll probably get into later is his use of lyrics and his reflections on his life and personal experiences and his music, uh, mm -hmm. damn that won the Pulitzer prize was very much focused on his status as an American, uh, celebrity, uh, a lot on his fame, uh, on his wealth and sort of how that's changing him as a person and how he feels about it, uh, his faith and how all of this um, connects and conflicts. And I, I think that's probably the reason he won the Pulitzer Prize, aside from, of course, mm -hmm. really good production and music behind his lyrics. Well, do you know, like, do you know about his background? I guess maybe his life before he became a rapper? Sure, sure. Um, he grew up in Compton, California. Uh, which is a pretty famous place in hip hop. Um, NWA, which uh, most people will know, like a big rap group from the 80s with Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, uh, came out of Compton. It's known for having uh, a lot of rappers come out of it. It's known for having 
um, it, it's sort of almost like hip hop's Graceland. It's very like it's a name synonymous with music. It's also unfortunately in an area of LA, which is um, very impoverished. There's a lot of uh, gang violence there, which um, Lamar raps about a lot. He uh, has family connections to the Bloods in LA. And um, his my favorite record of his, my, what I think is probably the best hip hop album ever is his second album, which is called Good Kid, Mad City. And it takes you through a day in the life of a Compton teenager. It's like a day in Kendrick's life at age 16. And it's such a powerful message because, you know, someone like me or you growing up in a pretty safe place in Northeastern America, it's just a completely different world. So I guess so. you said all of his music is biographical. What makes that or what makes him different from other rappers that came out of the same area, if you know? Yeah, so I think part of it is his biographical nature of being very he, he's described himself more as an observer than a biographical person he was never involved in gang activity but he mm -hmm. witnessed a lot of it um he uh witnessed a lot of you know economic disparity he raps a lot about race and race in america um there's a lot of substance to his lyrics. I think, um, you know, a lot of hip hop artists have made music that sounds good and, you know, makes you want to dance. And Kendrick's made a bunch of music like that too, but all of his music makes you think. And I think that's why a lot of people really love him. He has a song from his third album called All Right, which uh, became like a Black Lives Matter protest song. He's heavily involved in, you know, charities and um, communal work. Uh, he's he did the soundtrack to Black Panther, um, which mm. his soundtrack was a big part of why the music uh, of the movie was so popular or why the movie was so popular. Um, and he really made it feel authentic and it felt like a, a soundtrack for a movie and not just a generic Marvel movie soundtrack. Mm. Do you know how old he is? I believe he's in his early 30s, 31 or 32. Um He's uh, he's 33. So I was a couple of things off and he takes big inspiration from uh, Tupac, who was a, a legendary West Coast rapper. Um, and uh, he, he's sort of seen as a lot of people think he's probably like the greatest rapper ever, but he's definitely up in that sort of pantheon with people like Tupac mm -hmm. Shakur uh biggie smalls you know eminem whoever you want to put up there because mm -hmm. so I, I, I was curious over the i guess um people usually break up generations of musicians and i'll think of them in that context so just curious if he's thought of more of as a young rapper now or if he's in that like an older generation it's it's interesting people he's he is part of a an interesting middle ground uh, he and three, two, he's like part of this big three. A lot of people recognize him, uh, rapper J. Cole and Drake. And mm. they're all extremely successful. They're all in their early 30s. And they all came to prominence in those early 2010s, like 2011 to 2014. Mm. So they're before current rap, you know, young stars, which is more trap oriented. Um, you know, people like... Uh, I don't even know too much of uh, more of the newer people like Lil Yachty, uh, 21 Savage, um, mm -hmm. 
sort of more current popular rappers, uh, but they're also younger and more um, forward, you know, experimental with their music than older rappers like Eminem, um, Lil Wayne, uh, people from the early 2000s. Uh, J. Cole actually has a great song about that called Middle Child, where he talks mm -hmm. about how he's in the middle of those two generations. And Kendrick definitely shares that spot with him. That's interesting. I guess it's interesting to think of him as, like, again, I don't know much about rap, but I know the names that you said, and I know Drake, and he's right. been in my conscience for much longer. So even though I know he's young, I picture him of the older generation, but that's probably just because I've been mm. aware of his name longer than Kendrick Lamar's name. Yeah, Drake. Drake's now. interesting because Drake has been pretty prolific since, like, 2009, and Kendrick, since he got big, has only really released four albums five if you count black panther um he he's hasn't released anything since 2017 he's much more he's very private with his personal life um you don't really hear much from him other than his music whereas you see drake in fashion magazines and music videos and all this thing so while the, i think they're pretty much the same age drake is much more of a celebrity mm -hmm. that's sort of interesting because i realize on a lot of the artists that I've covered so far, especially with the last one who was um, Lydia Mendoza. I realize a lot of people I've covered have lived very humble and like normal lives outside mm. of their music. They just sort of like, they just sort of seem to have like semi-normal home lives instead of like the idea of celebrity we hold where it's like you fly your private jet to your private island right. to a party with your billionaire friends. Is he more of is he more of just like a seems like a regular guy who's a really great rapper? Or is it, it's it's interesting. There, um, we know a lot about his upbringing from his own music, and like you can trace that stuff. Um, I know he's been. I think he's married or engaged to the same woman he's been dating since high school. I think mm -hmm. they have a daughter together. Um, but other than that, we don't really know much about him. He he keeps very private. Um, he doesn't really go out to these parties or everything. Um, you usually only see him like on tour or, you know, in a music video and then he's not around. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess he sort of fits that trend. I don't know if he's like a normal person because I don't think yeah. you can be normal and a millionaire, but um, mm -hmm. he's definitely much more reserved than a lot of uh, people. Uh, in the hip hop scene, his most recent album, Damn, actually had some songs about that where he, for like the first time, was being more um, showboaty and, and braggadocious. And he was saying stuff like, I can do this, too. Like, I can do this if you want me to do this, but I'm the reserve type mm -hmm. um, where he's sort of poking fun at people who there's a, a lot of criticisms of modern hip hop is it's very um flexing on people and flaunting wealth and mm -hmm. stuff like that and he's he said in a song he's like i can do that and if that's what you want to do i can do that if that's what people like listening to but he's on the inside i think much more uh reserved a lot of people think of him as intellectual mm -hmm. um he takes a lot of time he doesn't a lot of people pump out yearly releases or mixtapes every once in a while he takes a long long time in crafting his work and i think the quality shows so again not knowing anything about rap or recent rap music especially are this are there is there a trend of their songs being less about issue based or like like a song you know, like songs about something like there are mm. obviously some 
I don't know, like obviously every song's about something, but I think you know what I mean. Like, oh, this yeah. song's about this. Is they're there, they're is definitely towards that, or is it where that's sort of unique in the new? I think I think this sort of goes back to the point of Kendrick being a, a sort of middle child. Um, the older generations, you know, rap from the '90s um, and the '80s was very conscious, you know, taking roots from, uh, you know. Kendrick is a lot more like his roots than he is his predecessor, his, uh, his contemporary. Sorry, uh, where I think to your point, yes, a lot of uh, modern rap is not lyric based. It's mm-hmm. basically uh, production based. It's how good is your beat, how good is the track behind you, and then if, as long as your raps sound good, people don't really have to listen to the lyrics. Kendrick is sort of in the middle where his production's really great. And people really, uh, it's it's sort of people can vibe with it, people can dance to it and bop your head to it. But the lyrics are as conscious mm-hmm. as they were back. You know, um, people like N.W.A. and Tupac who rapped a lot. You know, I'm not saying that every Tupac song was like you know poetry, but mm-hmm. that generation was much more rapping about police brutality and you know racial inequality and um, growing up in. Uh, impoverished and I think Kendrick sort of has a union of he's not doesn't feel preachy because the songs are still fun to listen to but mm. the there's deep material there if you want it because mm. this is I guess with him specifically then with his songs about personal issues or his own life I read uh, back when I was doing research for the first episode of this it was about Pete Seeger and it was a book of his own writings and he during one writing, he said rap should be considered folk music because he has he had a very own broad interpretation of folk music, where it's just songs like cultural songs about people and their own struggles and their own lives. And he thinks that even though like he doesn't consider folk music, oh, it just has a banjo in it, right. or like what we consider. So he said rap should be considered folk music. And if you're if you have a very broad definition, I think what you're what you've been talking about with his Kendrick Lamar songs could fit into a folk music category. I definitely think there is that sort of, uh, I think that's a really interesting idea. And if you think of folk as sort of like part of the land and part of like the story of a place and time, as well as, you know, a culture that Kendrick's music can definitely fit into it. Uh, I mentioned Good Kid, Mad City before, which I think is probably one, one of the best albums of all time. And it's like I said before, it's just a day in the life of a 16-year-old Kendrick Lamar in Compton, California. But that one day tells you so much about the place he grew up in, the situation he's in, the situation you know a poor black teenager is in. Um, Kendrick has a great song off of his newest album, Damn, called Fear, where he goes through all his fears in his life. Um, and I think that could be an example of folk music because it shows how you know a culture can change you know with success because Mm. uh he has three stages of fear and at seven he's afraid of his mom you know being mad at him at 17 he's afraid of getting like shot in the street like in compton and at 27 he's afraid of people stealing his money he's afraid of god not liking him because he's too um glamorous Mm. or or what the word hedonistic like he's too um in grossed in his wealth and um stuff like that and that just shows like you can see his entire journey as a person through his music so i think it could definitely could be folksy do you think 
I guess it's interesting you said the third fear is fear is disappointing or upsetting God. Is he a religious element a big aspect of his music? Yeah, um, he's not like a he's not doesn't make gospel music, but he mm. references God a, a couple times. Um, Damn, it actually has some controversial parts because of his views of uh, religion and um, its like importance in his life. Um, but you can definitely, I, I don't, I wouldn't say it's like the predominant thing in his music, but you can definitely tell he thinks a lot about it. It's not references to God in sort of a passing tense. He really makes like statements when he talks about it. He has a whole song about um, meeting like a theoretical encounter with God that's called How Much a Dollar Cost. And mm. that song is kind of notable because it came out in 2015. And that year, um, President Obama put it on his favorite tracks of the year list. And so that became like a, a mini accolade for Kendrick that people will reference like, oh, even Obama liked Kendrick. So like at what? So was it after his second album that he started getting big? Yeah, so his first album was called Section 80, and I believe it was in 2011, and it was popular. It had some some uh, hit songs, but it wasn't until after Good Kid, Mad City in 2013 that people really started to catch up with him and think, oh, this guy's really good, and he became really prominent. And then in 2015 was his third album, To Pimp a Butterfly. A lot of people consider that one of the best albums ever. That's what really made him... Like he won, I think that's when he won his first Grammy for best rap album. Mm -hmm. It really put him into the spotlight and he just sort of kept going in 2017 and 18 with damn and the black Panther soundtrack. He's sort of, he's still regarded as really uh, popular and really celebrated, but I think he hasn't fallen off, but he's entered into a bit of a reclusive period. Cause we, he hasn't made new music in almost three years. So mm -hmm. um, in hip hop where, you sort of have to stay relevant every couple months. Um, people, I don't know if they've forgotten about him, but I think his return will be like a big thing. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think, is there an oversaturation in that music market? Is there just, are there so many albums that it's hard for anyone to be listened to or to make their own mark on it? Um, it's an interesting discussion. I, I think about a lot of times, you know, in 10 or 20 years, who will I remember from nowadays? And Kendrick is one of those people where you're like, definitely, I'll think of him. Um, someone like Drake, who's just so popular. But they, every couple of years, there's a new big rapper. And you always wonder, are they going to release one good song or one good album that people will love and then fall off? Or are they here to stay? And uh, I think because rap is so popular, I, I believe that like based on numbers, it's the most popular genre right now. Um it, it, you can look at it sort of like how rock and roll was in the 80s. Like, mm -hmm. you know, how many of these bands are one hit wonders and how many of them like Queen or, uh, you know, ACDC will I remember? Um, so I, I don't know if oversaturation is the term. It is super popular, but I think it sort of comes with the territory when a genre is this popular. You're going to have one hit wonders. You're going to have random underground people that not many people listen to. And then you'll have mm -hmm. the big stars. Because I think, so far we're talking, I'm trying to think back, I, that Kendrick Lamar seems to be definitely the slowest releasing out of the people we've uh, covered so far on the podcast. Because the last person I spoke about was like, oh, I made like hundreds of records. And it'd just be like, 
two songs on them. But like, I think probably in like really since 70s maybe or mm. 70s and before, you were sort of expected to release a lot of music like early Beatles or we talked about Harry Chapin where it was 10 albums in 10 years. Right. And that's just sort of what was expected. And now it's interesting that more time can be given to really good artists or great artists to develop their songs if needed and take time to write that. Whereas before it was just sort of like early Beatles, like every three months you need a new album or every six months or whatever it was. Right. I, I think there is also a bit of the revert. I think it's starting to come back around to be fast. And I think Kendrick is more of an outlier than the um, standard because uh, you'll have people putting out an album every year now um, mm-hmm. in hip hop, someone like Kendrick, who really, they released an album in 2017 and uh, he made a soundtrack in 2018. It really hasn't been too long. People are like, oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've heard from him. You know, it's almost been three mm-hmm. or four years. Um, so I, I think he, he's in that sweet spot of, it's not like he never makes music, but um, I think he just takes a long time to, he doesn't just make music to make music. Um, a lot of, you know, with modern hip hop, you can listen to, uh, I'll just take any name, um, Megan Thee Stallion. She's a, she's an up and coming hip hop artist that people really like. If you listen to her new album, there's, if there's 20 songs, because there's a lot of songs on new albums, maybe mm-hmm maybe half of them are really good and you can tell went into a lot of production and care went into and the other half are you can sort of tell we're put together in a couple of days to fill an album track kendrick mm-hmm. is more i want to take i'm not going to write the music until it comes to me i'm going to make every i'm only going to make the track if it's worth making and so his music takes a lot more time but it feels he's one of the only hip-hop artists left i think that really makes you have this album experience Mm -hmm. sort of an old school you listen to it in order from front to back and while it's not necessarily uh necessary it makes you feel like a certain experience listening to it front to back whereas new modern hip-hop albums it's 15 songs and they're all you know they all sound like singles Mm -hmm. i guess in the time of streaming services it pays to have shorter songs definitely songs tend to be three minutes and less or do they tend to be longer and that you have to like you can sit through them and like they're not made to i'm not gonna say they're not made to make money but they're not made to right as as possible he's got some variety i would definitely say there aren't many songs of his where you're like oh this he's making this to be a hit he wants this to chart you can obviously there he does that sometimes you have to do that but mm-hmm. i think more often than not when you listen to sort of a deep cut or a, a lesser known track on one of his albums it feels less like it was you know worse than the other tracks and more that it just wasn't radio friendly but the quality i think is consistent uh, throughout the entire thing now how has his cuz i assume you've listened to all of what he's done Mm-hmm. How has his style or songs, how have they changed from his first album to his most recent work? Is it all, I'm not going to say they sound the same, but it's all like, oh, it's the same style? Or do you think it's his a style sim- is- It's a similar genre. Um, he does tend to change it up. Um, his first album, Section 80, is very basics uh, hip hop. 
um, the 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 meat of that album and the thing that makes it good is Kendrick's uh, skill as a lyric writer. But mm. production wise and music wise, it's sort of um, regular. Good Kid, Mad City is a bit more hardcore. It's a bit more in your face. Um, and then uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, I think is probably the strongest of it production wise. Uh, and people love that album for its jazz hip hop influences. There's mm -hmm. a lot of um, different songs and styles on it. There's a, there's a couple songs where he is bringing out like orchestras to help him with his songs. And I think Damn sort of goes in the reverse and is a bit more minimalist and darker in sound. Uh, there are rumors that his next album is going to be rock inspired, but I don't know what to book, what to think about that, if that's even true. Um, but he, he's definitely has a consistent, you know, a Kendrick Lamar song when you hear it, he mm -hmm. definitely has a uh, consistent style, but that genre of that style can shift and change, I think. So I only have one more question then you I can feel free to say whatever you want if we didn't get to anything we want to mention but is his skills as a rapper you've said he's a great lyricist but is are his technical skills does that sound apart I, we've, I think we've had this conversation when we talked about sports of someone being a great quarterback athletically and a great quarterback strategically and in other means and those don't always add up and some they weigh out they outweigh each other sometimes so I like, know what you're saying so like technically is he one of the best rappers or are his lyrics so great that they outweigh the technical skill to it? Um, I think this a lot people. I think that's the debate: is what makes a good technical rapper. Mm -hmm. Kendrick is. I think Kendrick's a very good technical rapper, and I think most people would agree with me. Um, I think when thinking about rap, it's mostly you know because rap isn't singing. It doesn't really matter what your voice sounds like. It a lot of it is cadence. And uh, flow is very important. Everybody, to be successful in hip hop, you need to have a good flow and you need to have a unique flow so that your words sort of come across in its own way. Uh, if, if you think of Eminem, everybody knows how Eminem sounds. He has a unique flow. I'm not going to do an Eminem impersonation, but you could if kind of, don't. right, you could kind of pick it out in a lineup. Mm -hmm. And Kendrick's, um, flow is very good he has a unique voice he's got a very nice voice and i th he's also known for his talents at being able to rap pretty fast um mm -hmm. some people think that's not impressive and that anybody could rap fast i think it, it takes skill to rap fast and you can still understand what they're saying he's not like a uh he doesn't do it for show and it's never like bullet speed like some other rappers but um, I think one of his best songs called Mad City off of Good Kid Mad City, he goes really quickly through um, a lot of different voices and styles, but it's at, it's at a pace just fast enough for you to understand where you don't feel like you're missing anything he's saying, but it's still a, sort of a lightning pace, which I think is really good. I think his voice and flow can shift a lot. So I think he's a very good technical rapper. Uh, some people might think he's, some people might argue that he's carried more by his lyrics, but I think most people would agree. He, he's not mm -hmm. the greatest technical rapper ever, but I think his great technical rapping uh, combined with, I think probably his top tier lyricism and production make him a, a good choice uh, for, for greatest artist ever in the genre. Is, is he known as a freestyle rapper at all? 
Um, not, not really. He, he's definitely, um, he, he's definitely capable of doing it, I would say, but he, he's not somebody freestyling is something you do pretty socially. Everybody sort of gets together where either you're on a radio or you're on a show like wild and out and people, you sort of do it live. He, mm. he's done it a couple times, but he's much more of a, um, write all the lyrics, tell a story with his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to one of his concerts to expect to hear something like new or you like not new, but like like he's always going to add three verses here. You know, sort of know. Yeah, what's yeah, he 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 won't riff a lot. It's very meticulous. It's sort of um, it, it's less free form and more like a you feel like what you're listening to is like a curated experience. Mm-hmm. If anything, but obviously besides genre of music, that's what sets him apart from some of the earlier artists where, especially in uh, like banjo folk music or guitar folk music, where it will be usually with audience interaction and extending the songs and repetitions and maybe adding verses in randomly. So it's interesting Mm. to see that difference in what, again, what I think could still rap, at least his raps could still be considered folk music. Yeah, I I think Kendrick Lamar is a great, if your listeners are anything like you and they're not very well versed in it, I would strongly recommend giving a listen to some of his albums they're great i think not only are they um wonderful quality wise they're also a great bridge there's a lot of people who don't really like hip-hop but they do like kendrick lamar and Mm -hmm. i think he's going to be um uh i think you will you might be surprised at um how much you enjoy him even if it's a genre you're not familiar with that's very interesting. That's my last question. Is there anything else you'd want to say about him? I think that's a pretty, pretty good point to leave it off of. I, I tried not to get too into the specifics of songs and, um, you know, specific. Uh, I, I wanted it to be more a general introduction to the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anybody's interested in learning more, we could always do a part two or uh, I encourage everybody to go and listen to his music because it's very good. I can... I can, uh, I guess, divulge a little secret. If I'm, con- if I continue this series after the first ten episodes, which I want to be the first season. I was thinking of doing the second season on bands instead of individuals, mm. and the third season on albums. So you can always. Uh, that that later. sounds wonderful, and I have said this to you before privately, but I would l- love to be on this show every single episode, um, and I can't wait to hear more from this show, and uh, hopefully everyone else can uh, hear more from me. Well, I want to thank you for being the guest host. It was very informative on someone who I had, I had no knowledge about, basically, besides hearing you play some of his songs sometimes. Well, I, I, hope, I hope you did enjoy. I hope your listeners enjoy. And I hope it uh, provokes you and your listeners to uh, check them out. And uh, obviously, Kendrick doesn't need me as a, a recommender. But if I'm, uh, if I'm the door to his music, uh, that'll be very nice. Thank you. So once again, this was a moment in, uh, no, a history, history of music. I was mixing up with other stuff. It's our seventh episode. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about a very different musician, Yo-Yo Ma, the name we all know, but know nothing about. Um, and I want to thank you all for listening.